Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 Therefore laying aside falsehood Speak truth each one of you with his neighbor For we are members of one another For his name's sake Prescribe truth we giving you what the doctor ordered Jamal Bandy apologist the Lord's servant We undeserve it but Christ changed our mind frame In a world full of errors The only thing the doctor prescribes is truth Welcome back everybody to the Prescribed Truth Podcast. I'm your host Jamal Bandy, the one who seeks to distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes to the church and the world today, also a part of the Christian podcast community. If you'd like to email me and contact me, you can by doing so at prescribed.truth at gmail.com if you have any questions or encouragements. And I also want to give you encouragement to leave a comment on this here podcast. Let me know what you guys think about this subject. As you see in the title, we're dealing with Rick Warren and Saddleback Church having a all black service with no white people allowed. What in the world? Before I get into it, guys, happy new year. Welcome to 2021. Thank you all so much for your support and for listening to this podcast and for supporting this 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 ministry. Uh, by God's grace, this will also make four years since I started Prescribed Truth um, just with the YouTube channel. And I've um, just really been thankful how the Lord has grown this and continues to grow me as I do this podcast and the YouTube channel. Um, this right here, what I'm covering today, guys, is, is, is crazy. This article was brought to my attention by Brother Edwin Ramirez from the Proverbial Life podcast. Also, he has a YouTube channel as well. I think he covered, yeah, he covered this as on a video as well. I would encourage you guys to check that out. But um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go over the letter that was sent to his church um, from the website. I will leave the link to this website in the description or in the notes. So you guys can check it out for yourselves. Um, but I'm going to read it and I'm going to give my thoughts on it. As you already know, I've kind of already given you my thoughts by saying it is crazy. But we're going to read it so we can see just why it's crazy and just how crazy it really is. So this was actually um, written on the December the 11th in 2020 um, to his church as um, promoting or talking about a, an, a Zoom gathering. Um, for members of his church, a Zoom gathering, but um, or service, if you will, but just for black people. And so um, let me just read it. And it starts off uh, Saddleback at home because, you know, they were at home because of the COVID. And it says if and then he uses a scripture from James chapter two, verse six. And it reads, if you say to a person in pain, God be with you. I hope you stay warm and get plenty to eat, but you do not give that person whatever they need. Your words are worth nothing. So already, you know, this verse put at the top is to bring conviction. We all know we do this. We and it, and there's nothing wrong with that, because when you have a when you have a letter like this or when you're trying to speak to your congregation about something and you want to be biblically sound, that's the desire that you want to be biblically sound, you will place a scripture to kind of uh, give credit or um, I'm trying to find a better way to put it, but to to make it more trustworthy that people should get behind it because, hey, it's backed by scripture. 
All right. So I guess to give more authority and make it more authoritative, authoritative because scripture backs it. OK, so with this letter, he's using the scripture to back the conviction that they have for this church for doing this type of service, because there's a person in pain who's in pain. Our fellow black brothers and sisters, they are in pain and we can't just say, God be with you. And I hope you stay warm and get plenty to eat because we're not giving that person whatever they need. Give them whatever they need. And obviously in this context, what, what they need is a black only service. That's what they need, because if we don't give them what they need, then our words are worthless. They mean nothing because we're not giving them whatever they need. All right. So obviously this is what that this text is speaking about. Right. You know, give them what they need. Give them this space. So let's read it. It says, Dear Saddleback family, we don't want to be a church that just talks about love, that just studies love, that just defines love, that just prays about love. It's not enough to just say we love people. We have to show love. And I agree with that. Oh, man, I agree with that. It's not enough to just talk about it, study it, define it, pray about it. It's not enough to say just to say you love people. It must be shown. But why? Because love is an action word. It's an action. We, you, it's, it's shown in how you approach people, deal with people. Right. But but the Bible also tells us that love. Right. Rejoices in the truth. Rejoices in the truth. There must be that factor of truth there that shows that I love my neighbor because I'm willing to be honest with my neighbor, even if. It may cause them to be a little upset with me. I am lovingly telling them the truth. But obviously that may not be in what Rick Warren and Saddleback Church believe is showing love to be honest with people concerning these types of issues. But he goes on and says, I can't wait to share with you my vision for next year and how we're going to continue loving and serving people who are in pain. But right now, before the year is over, we're starting with our black brothers and sisters. So, we're hey, we plan on using this scripture in James 2, 6 to deal with all people in pain. But we're going to start here first. So we're going to start with them first, then everybody else. Then everybody else. I'm, I'm just wondering what kind of pain are our black brothers and sisters dealing with that they got to be first in dealing with? You know, in far as how we're going to show this love and serving them, you know, what are they in pain about? I mean, because the, the general talk lately is the pain about what not making enough, not being able to be uh, to afford the home in a neighborhood that, you don't you can't pay for and go in debt. You know what I mean? Or get the loan. Or is it because of how the media spends cop killings? You know, that it just so happens that all we hear about is black people getting shot by police, but nothing else. And I remember having a conversation with my father about this. And he says, oh, man, I, I, all the time I get on news, all I hear is about another black man being shot. That's all I hear. And I said, you're right. That's all you hear. But is that all that's going on? Is it really? No. But that's all you hear. 
So is that the is that the pain that my black brothers are dealing with that they are fearing for their life because we they're to, they're they're led to believe that we have these racist systems in place that was used for put to push a political agenda. You know, they was given this narrative in order to push a political agenda. Is is that what's going on? Am I are they are they in pain because of that? And, but but would it be me showing love to tell them the truth that it's not what you think it is. It's not what they're telling you. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. You don't have to walk in fear because one, the Lord isn't giving us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind, a sound one. Is that not loving for me to be honest with my brothers and sisters about that? I, I would believe so. And kindness, gentleness, meekness. And I mean, just like what the Bible says about love, it's, it's not seeking my own, but looking out for theirs. Looking out for them. I gain nothing by telling you that these things aren't true. I gain nothing. But I risk losing you, losing your trust because you don't want to hear what I have to say. I risk it. But it's for my love for you. So he wants to start with black brothers and sisters. So we already have some partiality here, guys. We're going to be partial for for a season. We're going to be partial. We're going we're go, we're going to just look to our black brothers and sisters right now. We're not we're gonna deal with everything else when it comes, but we're right now. It's all about them. It's about them. And then he says, "So, if you are an African American or a black or black members of Saddleback and spouses, no matter your ethnicity. So, if you're black man or woman and you have a white spouse or whatever." Then, hey, you're included. You're included. So no matter your ethnicity, you know what I'm saying? But, so there's anybody black, you know, in the, you know, as far as being ahead, you're, you're good to go. You can come. You are invited to a special Zoom gathering Monday night, December, December 14th at 6 p.m. with me, Pastor Anthony Miller and Dr. Anita Phillips, racial trauma expert and host of the in the light podcast. Now, I don't know who pastor Anthony Miller is or Dr. Anita Phillips, but she's a, I'm guessing she's, she's like, just like to say, she's a racial trauma expert and host of the in the light podcast. So there's some credence. There's some, there's some credentials there for you. So you can trust that these people are going to talk about and they're going to be able to help you through your pain. All right. You are invited to the special zoom gathering. Our worship team has also arranged a one of a kind gospel experience. So they're 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 making this is not just a zooming. We're going to get together. And you're just going to talk. This is an, this is going to be a service. This is going to be a day of worship. But only for black members and their spouses or whatever ethnicity. And Rick Warren, you know, he's not black, obviously, but he'll be there. So, you know, it's not whites, not allowed. You know, it's like no whites. I can see if he was, you know, the, the article I get this under is like, hey, you know, no whites allowed. I, I, you know, that's a little stretch, to be honest, because, you know, hey, he's white. And he's also said that if you have a white spouse, they can come. So it's not technically no whites allowed. Let's, let's not stretch it. I want to be fair to, you know, to everybody in this sense. All right. But this, is, this still isn't right, you know. Like this is this makes you a special gathering for them. All right. This is partiality. It's being partial. And you're talking about a worship experience. 
You know, they've the people, the worship team has also arranged one of a kind gospel experience. Why can't everybody be included in the gospel experience? Even if you're going to talk about racial trauma, have everybody there. And else you're going to talk about why only make it to black brothers and sisters. You know, that's, that's, that's not right. And he says, we want this to be a safe space for our black brothers and sisters to heal and be fed mentally, emotionally, and spiritually by their church family heading into the new year. How so if the church family isn't present? If they're truly dealing with pain, how are you helping them to get through it if you're going to keep the people out who they should be reconciling with if there needs to be reconciling? How do you help that? How do you how do you do that by encouraging the division? Like I said, you could have done this same thing, but have everybody. Hey, to the members of Saddleback Church, we're going to have a special Zoom gathering. where We're going to have these people come and we're going to talk about racial trauma. The, the worship team is going to give us a gospel experience, a one of a kind gospel experience. And, you know, but we just want to reach out and want to make this a safe space for people for all of us to heal and be fed mentally. Why? Because we don't all need healing, right? Only the black brothers and sisters need healing and to be fed mentally, emotionally, and spiritually by the church family. A safe space. You telling me you can't have a, in your church with your body of believers, there's not a safe space to talk about things that they are, they are in pain about. Somebody's threatening them. They feel as if they talk about their issues, that people are going to shun them and and ban them. Is that is that what's going on in the church? Is that the case? Or are they just worried that people are not going to agree? They're not going to agree. And because it is an emotional subject, right? It is a very tense subject that they feel like they can't they can't handle the disagreement. Oh, if you don't disagree with me, if you don't agree with me, this isn't a safe space for me to be in. So let's have a service where we all can agree. You know, we're, we're going to keep people out who may disagree, but we're just going to make it where we all agree and keep it safe. It's not right, man. It's not right. Then he says, for everyone else in our church family, I invite you to pray. That God will use this night to begin the healing process that leads to true fellowship in our church family. And that God will begin the ministry of reconciliation in all of us as we head into new waters in the new year. I love you and miss you every day. Pastor Rick. I've said this before on my channel and I think I've said it also on a podcast that it's amazing to me. How just before all this social justice nonsense came about, you were worshiping together in the same place, singing songs together, holding hands, meeting, fellowshipping and all these things, eating dinner with each other and everything else coming over each other to each other's houses and, and all of this. And there was no need for reconciliation. Because your brothers and sisters didn't sin against you. But since all this nonsense came out, now it's, it's the invisible sin. And I say invisible because they haven't done anything. There, there needs to be reconciliation between people who haven't even been at odds. They haven't been at odds until the media 
got into someone's ear to make them think that the person who's been sitting next to them for years really hates them because of the color of their skin and their lineage. And pastors, including Pastor Rick, feeds into that monster, continually feeds into it. They're not helping. You're not helping by not telling the truth and enabling this foolishness and not helping. When will this end? It will only end. Honestly, if this continues to go this way, not with just Saddleback Church, but across our culture and across how it's, it's, it, how it's gotten into our churches. This will only end when we all agree that this pain and suffering that our black, sisters, black brothers and sisters have dealt with or are dealing with is a real issue and that we should treat it as such. And when we don't, as long as we don't agree on that, there won't be reconciliation. And, uh, and obviously because we don't agree, we've inherently done something wrong. We've sinned against our brothers and sisters. We're telling them to, we're telling them to go in peace. Go with God in peace. Go with God, you know, but I'm not going to give you any food. I'm not going to give you whatever you need, but go with God. Man, guys, this is this is sad. This is sad. Starting with our black brothers and sisters. He's just this is just one church. I know there's other churches who've had black only services, in person only in in person black only services, black only conferences where we just talk about the greatness of black people and what they've done in history and all that stuff. Church services. They're supposed to be gospel centered. What happened? To the church being gospel centered. Because the gospel can bring the healing. The gospel can bring the reconciliation. If there needs to be reconciliation. We need to be reconciled to God. But guess what guys? The Bible says that we need to be reconciled to God. But we have done wrong to God. God is not imagining things. God didn't wake up one day and say hey. You know what? I realize that you really hate me. Hey, you hate me with your life. You, you, li- you've been living life just hating me, and and you're sitting there like, uh, what have I done, God? I, I've loved you all this time. You know, I've I've praised and worshipped you all this time. What do you mean that I that I hate you? And God is saying, you hate me because of who I am. You just hate me. I know you do. There's no there's no true evidence. You know. Yeah, you yeah, you showed love to me all this time and you've praised me and worshiped me and everything else. But for some reason, I just I just know you hate me. No, 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 guys, that ain't how it is at all. God knows we hate him because we've sinned against him. We've sinned against him all our lives until the point where he changes our hearts and turns our affections and our love to him. God's reasoning For casting all those who don't trust in God into an eternal hell is not unjustified. It won't be unproven. We will all stand before God one day and give an account for everything we've said, done, or thought of. That was wrong and against him. We will. But this. This here. This pain. This quote unquote pain 
that obviously they can't truly heal from because their white brothers and sisters are in the same room. Therefore, it's not a safe space. It's crap. It's crap. And we should be sick of it. Sick of it. I'm praying for Saddleback Church. I'm praying for Rick Warren. I'm praying for all my black brothers and sisters who are who are buying into the narrative without doing any legwork. The only legwork they're doing is listening to people who agree with them. And then it's at the point now that people who they don't agree with, they'd rather not even listen to. If you're not, you're not saying the same thing, if you're not on the same note, I don't want to hear what you got to say. That's what they are. But we on this side who love them, who believes what the scripture says about love, love rejoices in the truth. See, we on this side are willing to still yet keep the conversation open and talk with you as long as it takes. As long as it takes, because we rejoice in the truth and we love you enough to keep talking to you and keep working with you. Even if you don't agree, even if you keep walking away saying, oh, you don't know anything, we're still there. This world is full of errors, but the only thing. That the doctor prescribes is truth. Thank you for listening. God bless.